Hello and welcome to the Interculture Podcast, where we discuss the unique challenges of intercultural relationships, including differences of nationality, ethnicity, or religion. I am Ibrahim. And I'm Jenna. Each week, we discuss a different topic on living and thriving in an increasingly global society. Welcome to Intercultural Podcast. Welcome back. How are you doing today? Good. I don't know. <laughs> it's a rainy day in New York, so... Yeah, fall is here. Uh, what about you? What's new? No, nothing is new. I'm just... I get, I get so emotional when it comes to like when it's raining outside. That's why I don't like that much rain. You just want to like stay home and cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I like sunshine better. All right. Our topic today is political tensions, right? Yeah. We haven't talked about the war in Ukraine on this podcast before, I don't believe. I I would say that's the largest conflict right now is surrounding NATO. I mean, I know Turkey's making some demands on... <laughs> Yeah, we want this warplanes really bad. That's fighter jets. We were supposed to get them like two years back, but Democrats blocked that and then... Sorry. Donald Trump, <laughs> I, <laughs> Donald Trump was actually going to tell them to us, but your, your Senate just blocked them. Donald Trump was best buds with Erdogan. And now Greece has like, I don't know, like 16 F-35s and we have zero. <laughs> we have none. Well, if you guys would just convert to Christianity, then we could would give you whatever you wanted. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we were like part of the program, assembly partners. Yeah, we were yeah. producing some of the parts in for F F thirty five. Even though like Greece doesn't. I mean, I don't agree with it. Denying that. And we spent two billion two billion dollars for those planes, and Federal Reserve has that money. <laughs> Holy cow! Like that, yeah. They blocked delivering the F-35s to Turkey because we bought an air defense system from Russia. Right. S-400. So that's why they were like freaking out. <laughs> Putin is a dictator and he's doing a lot of fucked up things inside and outside of Russia. But it's a... Uh... I'm okay with dictatorship if it's like... <laughs> what? If it's, like, if it's an ex- extreme situation. No. Yeah, but think about World War One or Second World War. Like 100 years back, we were about to collapse. We were getting invaded by like a bunch of European countries. We didn't have time for democracy back then. But uh, we managed to somehow build our own nation from scratch. And that... As a democracy, though, not as a dictatorship. We needed someone to start that. You need a, a leader, yeah. I, as long as I've seen, democracies do have leaders, so... <laughs> It's really complicated. I, that person should be really qualified for that. But I feel like in democratic countries, typically the leader is qualified, whereas in dictatorships or in fascist governments, mm-hmm. usually they're not, they might be smart, but they don't have the best interests of the country at heart. That's, that's definitely true. Like 
So what are, what are you? <laughs> and what I'm trying to say, living in extreme circumstances, countries tore apart. You don't have you don't have an army. You don't have food to feed, feed your people. You don't have some sort of a technology that you can build anything. Most of your population lives in villages and suburban area. Seventy percent of them like farmers. How we were. Yes, in certain cases where there, you have a populace who's un, unable to like build up a strong government or defend mm -hmm. themselves. Yes, you need a strong group of people to lead your country out of that situation, like smart and capable people. But I think someone who is able to galvanize a population to encourage and motivate people and lead them, That's I don't totally think... That's totally true. Yeah, I agree that with you on that. But what I'm trying to say is defining the word of dictator is not... Well, let's look it up. I want to see what the definition of a dictator is. Let's look it up, but it's... What I'm saying is, it can be abusive. That situation can be, like, manipulated easily. But that is what it is, though, by its nature. I think what you're confusing is someone who has a lot of power, some of which might be unchecked, with someone who is a dictator. What I mean is, if your country is at war, you need someone for only temporary, not for all. But that's different than a dictator. A dictator is not someone going in for to be temporary. Yeah, but uh, there's also a meaning that. Noun. A ruler with total <laughs> power over a country, typically mm -hmm. one who has obtained control by force. If we're just looking at that, total power, there's no, like, addendum there temporarily to help fix an economy or whatever. No, there's just total control. I don't think that's okay. Of course that's not okay. I think I see what you're saying, though, which is in times where your country is in duress or at war or whatever, there could be cases where you need less checks of power at that time because that is going to slow down progress. And I think most governments have those measures where you can, in states of emergency, the president is given more authority to pass things quickly. And I think that's like a standard thing. But for me, what I was thinking, a dictator is not temporary, or at least they're not trying to be temporary. They're attempting to... All of the examples of we got so far, yes, even though like back in like thousands of years ago. I just don't think it's a good word to use. Yeah, Like maybe. it doesn't connote what you're trying to say mm -hmm. with the word dictator. The problem is, what I wanted to say is, Every leader now who has the ability to gather people around, they try to make you believe that your country is always at war. <laughs> like always find find an enemy that they can be like in power, like yeah, or good. Of course, that's happening in my country and <laughs> uh, going on for like almost I don't know twenty years. And who does Turkey say they're at war with? I want to know. You name it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they try to make you believe that Israel. Or the, the United States gonna gonna come and then take over, <laughs> not invade, but uh, you're gonna become like some sort of a satellite country of them. Well, it is true that uniting against a common enemy is a very powerful political tool. Yeah, I mean your national interests and other like national interests sometimes not you know <laughs> in conflict. They in conflict most of the time. Yes, but that's why the politics for 
it's something people don't come to terms with is the fact that, yeah, politics and governance is actually, it's to make your country more powerful and have more power to dominate on the world stage. You know, that is part of it. It's a difficult thing to accept or to grasp because, well, everything's a distraction from that. Uh-huh. Oh, look at all these things that we're going to fix or how horrible these things are. Yeah. Or, or this is some weird ideology that we hold and you should think about that. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what Donald Trump did try. And most of the people believe that. I can like see the same example of the characteristics of the people in my country too. There's like uh, millions of people who bullies like Trump. who's like really fan of him. Somehow those leaders like able to plant that fear in you. Take advantage from that, you know? Well, yeah, they want to use your fear. Yeah, I see the examples of people afraid of something. So that's why they give, they vote for Erdogan. Back in the day, in the 70s, mm-hmm. Turkey was under some sort of a, I want to say the word. Embargo? Or? Embargo, yeah. Okay. Those people who are like in their 70s now, they were like pretty young back then. So that was the time that we went to war in Cyprus. I see. Mm-hmm. But I think Erdogan is not the guy to help relations with the U.S. Well, I mean, if I were, if I were president of the United States, I'd like, I'd like Erdogan to stay. Yeah. When I look at the past, and like I, I could see that still bas- basically have like most of the dominance on, on Turkey. Turkey is like in, under influence of the United States a lot, you know. So like I wouldn't want someone really smart democratic leader, someone who believes best interest of the country, I wouldn't want that for Turkey if I was like in charge of CIA. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. When I look at the past, like Erdogan did everything was best for US interests hmm. in the past. Well, also looking at some of Erdogan's competitors, they don't seem that much better or brighter. So I think they are. They just... I believe they are, but um, our problem is, and like my country's people, people's problem is they always look for some charismatic leader, mm. like who's tall or serious looking guy. That's so beautiful. It's, that's, that's gross. I just, I don't think Turkey is just full to the brim with these like ignorant peasant people though. You know, there are people, especially Gen Z, starting to wake up to... Turkish propaganda, uh-huh. essentially, and and starting to understand how the government is functioning better than in the past. Like, I just want to say, like, <laughs> I don't think that Turkey is like a nation full of idiots or whatever. But of course not. But education system is um very important, and it <laughs> seems really lacking lately. Oh yeah, which is such a shame. It's really sad the direction the country's going in. But I mean, look at what happened here. So we're all, <laughs> we're all suffering lately. And there are a lot of conflicts. India and Pakistan has, has a conflict. China and Japan. Even, even Algeria and Morocco. And we, of course, love and hate relationship with Greece. It's interesting though, like 
the U.S. doesn't really have a tenuous relationship with our neighboring countries. We don't have those tensions that a lot of other countries do. I guess in, in most of Europe, it's the same. But I think Canada's kind of just another U.S. <laughs> I don't know if that's offensive to Canadians, but it's hard for me to think about, especially, too, we only have two countries on either side of us. Just two. That's it. I just wonder how that changes people's perspective. Well, yeah. We, as an individual person, find a way to not get manipulated. It's all how to control a crowd. Mm. That's how you go your nation to a war. That's how you make people believe. That's why, like, we as human beings, we should not, we should not trust politicians that much, you know? I'd have to be a big fan of someone. I mean, I don't have to be a big fan of Erdogan to manage me, you know? I don't give, you, give my what to just love someone. That's a good point, too, because that's how fascists get elected yeah. or get more powers because they try to like gain your love as a as a figurehead as a celebrity kind of or yeah the charismatic leader we are kind of living in a small version like small limitation of beginning of the 20th century i guess yeah that's scary <laughs> resources getting how can i say depleted <laughs> yeah maybe there are less resources anyway what you're saying and like there's a migration problem in every in every country and like everywhere don't have enough jobs for your own country's people people start to believe these extremist ideas you know what i mean people don't just start to believe this stuff like on their own i think there's always someone trying to manipulate people's ideas people's fears i'm gonna think about that sentiment in the u.s oh we don't want more immigrants we don't want more migrants or refugees if someone wasn't telling them to, that they were going to come take all their jobs and ruin their culture or their life or whatever they probably wouldn't even see them they probably wouldn't notice them coming at all or like they would just meet them and be like curious about them and their situation i think that fear is completely manufactured because a lot of the people who are really fearful about migrants or immigrants coming to take their jobs, they are in a position where that is not a threat to them at all. I just don't think they would even notice them or even think about them. Of course, there is a fear of difference in human mm -hmm. beings, of course, but without fascists coming and attempting to divide the country into small, conquerable chunks. Well... Italy got its new president. Yeah. And like France was about to get elected by a like right wing. And um, the right wing parties in the in the Germany are on the rise in, in every of the European countries. I think the civil war in Syria has like a big impact on it. Yeah. So. I think the world has become too big. I think that's the problem. Too big or too small? <laughs> too big. If you have a smaller community, there's not so much dehumanizing happening. And there's not so much tribalism. When humans are in smaller groups, not so individualistic, feeling like in a sea of millions of people who could replace you. 
our impulse in that situation is to share and to give and to be a community. But I think now, if I look at the way people feel now, they feel divided from everyone around them. They feel more isolated. If you feel connected to your group and you feel that sense of community with them, like you're going to follow more compassionate impulses. Yeah. Especially if you do more socialized. They talk about focusing on one area as a group can help unite a group and also lead to more problem solving in other areas if you just focus on improving one area. There's this focus, this is our enemy and, and we're uniting against our enemy, but it shouldn't be an enemy. It should be like saving the planet from climate destruction, you know, or... That should be the biggest enemy now. <laughs> yeah, it, it's like there is a common thread we can all look to. Right. And that can be our quote-unquote enemy. And if we can unite on something as a nation and also globally, that mm -hmm. would help. Should we give up on politicians? Is that just a lost cause? <laughs> no, the governments are like too like powerful now. I think you, know, you cannot like overrun and create a whole bunch of new system too hard. Well, you can't say that. You can't like say it's impossible to change a government. You have to believe in the power of the people. <laughs> Isn't it weird to kill our own kind? We produce this mass destructive weapons and then we use oh. it. We believe that lie that this is the best interest of our country and nation. Yeah, it is weird. That was one of those college conversations I had, yeah, you know, actually, when that... you're when you're in college and you're like, Why do we fight wars, man? Like Yeah, that's directly <laughs> I'm so like I'm being so No, you're not. But I mean I do remember having that thought a lot back then. Why are we doing this? Just hack into their into their government servers and like scramble everything. You don't have to kill anyone. <laughs> or just unplug their internet. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Why can't Greece and Turkey move past their conflict? Why is because it... Because of the political leaders that... Sorry to cut you off. I think every country has their own some sort of a royal family. Royal family? Yeah, that has some sort of involved in politics always. Idea. When you become a politician, you just stay there for like 20 or 30 years. You just, you know. Well, I want to say like, I really agreed with you on that every country has the royal family. I really like that idea. But anyway. You know, outside of the real royal family, you know, like no, real I know like, what you're saying. kingdom thing. But yeah, you're right. People get in politics for... I mean, some of them get in politics for their life. Yeah. If you have an influential way of speaking <laughs> combined with it, so I think you'll be pretty successful. And your son will be probably pretty successful <laughs> after you. The government of Greece right now, the Prime Minister Michotakis, his, his dad was also a politician too. Mm -hmm. So I could just give many, many examples of this from like any other country yeah sure there's like systematic not i wouldn't say racism but your family's background matters your status of wealth matters 
when it comes to politics. I think we need more young people who comes from different backgrounds in politics in, in order to change that. Even though like in Turkey, they try to bring back the royal family now, you know? <laughs> I don't find that strange, of course. Rule the country for 600 years. and But what I'm afraid of, they like become influential again. Like I don't want to go through all of that again, you know? I don't want to like carry the, the old grudges from the past, you know? Oh, France did this, to, did this to us, or British did this to us, so we can't be friends with them anymore, or we can't do uh, like some sort of relations with them anymore, you know what I mean? Some, something like that. If you go back far enough, everyone will be your enemy. Yeah, exactly. I mean, and they always use the same ideas, same ideologies too. I think that that's what's happening. So in the case of Turkey and Greece, you can go like way back, like a thousand years ago. Those lands were like, belongs to like Byzantines. And then, I mean, Greece has nothing to worry about. They like own most of the islands of the agency and then we have no intentions to invite them <laughs> and also we know that the european union behind this is behind greece there's like greek island right next to my city it's been like sitting there for like i don't know more than 100 years and then no one's like going there and try to invade that island or we are not like weaponized the unclaimed islands in the agency we don't do that but greece does they created like a bunch of like military bases on unclaimed islands I think Greece needed a long-term enemy, so-called so-called enemy, in order to escape their own like economical problems right now because they are like in yeah. like seriously in debt. I think like their president is using that, but right now we don't. We've never fired any, any missile or like from from Turkey. We have no intention to take those islands back. We have like bigger problems right now. <laughs> it seems like. Turkish people, a lot of them are just as angry at the Greeks, though. Yeah, they are. I don't want to, like, make this sound like it's the Greeks. They're all crazy and they hate Turks. Like, the hatred is pretty mutual. Yeah, I don't, but yeah. Well, but I, I know think you it's... don't. I'm just talking <laughs> about, like, that's a pretty big sentiment, I feel like. Yeah. I mean, Turkish tourists are go to, usually go to Greek islands, too take a vacation oh my gosh greece i wanted to go there last year from turkey you should have i know i didn't know but wow greece is so beautiful everyone went there on vacation this year it seems like everyone i follow <laughs> <laughs> they all went to some greek island this year but it's always a popular destination for mm -hmm. wealthy americans mm. i think uh I kind of do get it because back in Roman Empire, Anatolia were belonged to them. Then like Byzantines came after like a couple hundred years later. And then this like tribal barbaric nomad community has come to, <laughs> to like Anatolia. And then Turks started to take over slowly. So now look at their land. Yeah. The size of the land is like much smaller now. Some of the Ottoman people like, if you look back at portraits, they're really Asian. <laughs> yeah. I know that's so off topic, but I was just thinking about how, I don't know, when you think of the Ottoman Empire, you really don't think of that. But if you look at some of the pictures of some of the leaders, they look like straight up Mongolian or something. Yeah, we were. 
Yeah. We're basically Asians. Yeah. Yeah. I don't look like that anymore. But uh, <laughs> Yeah, why are you Asian? I don't know. It's like mixing with Europeans, right? I guess, yeah. It must be. It must be, yeah. I don't know. This is it. But when I, like, look at my... <laughs> Does most of your family resemble you, would you say? Do you look like them? Mm-hmm. But I've, we, don't, we all look, don't look Asian, you know? But I don't think most Turks look Asian anymore. I think that, yeah. that was over a long time ago. Yeah. Well, who was living here when the Ottomans came? Like Byzantine people, right? Mm-hmm. So I think over time they just kind of mixed. We were, we were in a war. I wouldn't say like we wouldn't get married. I don't know. Well, well they but, probably did. But sometimes, yeah. I'm not a historian about that area, so I don't know. But it's very curious, isn't it? Yeah, it's. I wouldn't say like I'm like on their percent pure Turkish. I don't know. Well, who could define what that is? Anyone who says they're hundred yeah. percent pure Turkish is just bullshitting. <laughs> <laughs> what a creepy thing to care about too. <laughs> if yeah, that did. would be like straight off. Yeah, like the gray wolves, right? Yeah, like um, KKK move. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. We're all like mixed up, right? Yeah, there's like political tensions between in the country. Of course, I'm familiar with current Turkey right now. But how about here? With Democrats and Republicans. Some Republicans think thinks that Democrats are worse than, you know. The devil. Yeah. Well, now it's even more so that moderate Republicans are still divided from Democrats and feel a bit of eggs towards them. But... Now they are in tension with the far-right Republicans. And they are being accused of not being conservative enough. And they're really demonized. I mean, so in some cases, even more than a Democrat. Okay, I see. Yeah. You know, there's the, the rhinos. <laughs> Republican in name only. <laughs> I can see that. Well, because Erdogan is like a conservative person, but he's actually not that conservative. Uh. But in order to keep his side consolidated enough, critics about him by this like really like not extremist, but a like far right Islamic people. Uh-huh. People in like Iran, you know, <laughs> that were like, not be okay with like you not wearing some sort of like head cover, you know. So, in order to keep them like happy, sometimes he like talks like that. Hmm. Well, now it's kind of weird because I think Trump was really like the god of of a movement of like extreme conservatives, but some people have kind of lost faith in Trump because but he's not even conservative that much, is he? Um, I mean, that doesn't matter mm. because really he hates the same things that they hate, you know, mm. but yeah, I mean, now that the plan has died, mm. people have really lost faith in Trump and, and people were really mad at him for encouraging vaccines because 
vaccines are the mark of the beast, if you didn't know. So there are people believe that they're going to insert chips by using the vaccine. There are people who think that the vaccine contains snake venom that is going to make us more demonic. <laughs> <laughs> That's so dumb. Just an example. Mm -hmm. So even though Trump is still a god in our country, mm -hmm. there are some, even some splintering off of the extremists because they're kind of like, losing faith in Trump. Like, what the heck? You know, you won the election. Why aren't you taking charge? Oh, and, that kind of thing. Oh, shit. And you didn't, would just start a war in the country. I don't know if it's going to come to that. I feel like this is kind of the American legacy, though. Extremists branching off from other extremists. I mean, that's how this country began. <laughs> so it's kind of... I don't know, deeply resonant to our history. That's how twisted it is. It's, it's sad. Education system is in the crapper now. At the end of the day, what I wanted to see is a change that, I'm going to say it again, you shouldn't like give some sort of a godly figure to our politicians. I just wanted to have an access to a cheap energy, clean water, and good education, <laughs> you know, well-built roads and um, hospitals and the economy that is stable, then I can, like, make my life uh, manageable, what I earn. Everything, everyone wants the same things, yeah, you know? Yeah, but I, I, don't, I don't see the point of being a fanatic. I think we should remember that. I mean, maybe I'm just cynical, but why should we give a crap about any politician? Because they all... They're all serving the purpose of elevating the country, parts that are going to be horrible. It's like, yeah, you should vote for someone who's going to do the least harm. Yeah, but I mean, there's just a lot of hero worship around the world and we should just quit that in general. Yeah. Every country becomes, trying to become a superpower. Like, why do you have to be a superpower? We're not here to cherish. We're kind of here to destroyed. I heard that in Westworld. It sounds like so true. Yeah, when it comes to desiring power, it means destruction in some way. How can you trust the politician like so much that you like love them that much, you know? Because people love hero worship. Yeah, that's, that's the it. thing. Everyone wants a hero. I can vote for someone. Let's say, like, there's an election coming in Turkey, like, I'm going to vote for a guy, and maybe I'm not going to vote for him again. That's not, that's not a big deal. That shouldn't be a big deal. I can even, like, vote for other parties, like, completely opposite idea, ide ideological party, maybe. I, I can do that. I mean, if I believe that they're going to, like, manage it right. <laughs> better, yeah. I mean, that's not possible in the U.S., I'll say. Yeah, too many people do want to glorify their leaders. I mean, it's kind of an, it's a natural impulse, I think, for people. But you have to be critical of them and you have to view them through the lens of being an equal human being. I mean, the president is, is a public servant, after all. They're serving us, not the other way around. Right. So, thank you for listening, as always. Thank you for listening. 
and see you next week. Please follow us on social media. You can find us. <laughs> You're like, please do social media, even though I hate it. <laughs> Email us at interculturepodcast at gmail.com or follow us on social media at interculturepod.